This is episode 100 of the IDRA Class Notes Podcast. I admire the thousands, millions of hours of parents that have given, but you know, the challenge has been to change the outreach done by the school, the outreach done by community organizations, by parent associations saying, don't see them as inexpensive labor, don't see them as just volunteers, and move away from that and say, not only can you make a difference, in fact, if the parents do move, that's gonna be the biggest difference to improve that school. Welcome to the Class Notes Podcast. I'm here with four of my colleagues at IDRA because today's episode is a special episode to us, at least, because it's our 100th episode. We started uh, recording the Class Notes Podcast in 2006, the same year that the podcasting technology was even in place, and I'm so happy that we have uh, you, our listeners, letting us know what you think and uh, telling others about it. Uh, we're, we're really thrilled about that, to have been able to continue this as a service in, in the interest of improving schools for all children. And today's episode is focusing on family engagement and community engagement as we look at what is needed in education overall and uh, the attention that it's uh, not getting and uh, the unique look that we present about community engagement. So let's start. We're going to go around the room so you can hear the voices of who's here. You've, you've, uh, if you're a regular listener, you've heard them before. Um, but let's refresh your memory and let's start uh, right here. Aurelio Montemayor. Bradley Scott. Linda Cantu. And Josie Cortez. Great. And Bradley, if you, why don't you get us started on the, the, the focus of today's episode? Well, uh, Christy, because uh, we are talking about community engagement, uh, parental engagement, I thought it would be important for this 100th episode that we forefront parents and community people taking charge, acting in behalf of uh, continued creation of excellent schooling, and uh, taking action around what is needed, owning schools. And so I'm really happy that we are uh, looking at this topic today. There is this emphasis we see from the United States Department of, Department of Education in many areas. While they have pulled back in some, still yet this, this uh, emphasis on the need for significant engagement of parents and communities owning schools, taking charge of schools, caring about what goes on in schools. But I think even more importantly than that, our looking at our behavior as educators, as administrators and teachers, and how we engage citizens, how we engage parents in the education of their children, or the education of the citizens of the future in a given community, is a, a very important issue that I think parents and other community stakeholders need to take seriously in terms of their owning schools, supporting schools, doing what is necessary to create good, excellent schooling for kids no matter where they are, and also being willing to face the real challenges that exist in a local community and decide to be a part of the reform, the fixing, and the uh, increased uh, production of success for, for all kids regardless of their race, their economic status, their language, their gender, uh, their level of disability, that every child in this day and age must have access to good schools under the leadership of excellent administrators, highly dynamic, powerful teachers in environments that are safe where they can get the best of whatever education, public education has to offer. 
So I, I, I'm so glad that we have everybody around the table uh, giving their thoughts about it, uh, talking about real examples of it, and talking about what we need to do to face the challenges mm -hmm. of it. So Linda, um, your reactions or any additional comments you might have? Well, I work specifically with IDRA with a program called Coca-Cola Valley Youth Program. And in Coca-Cola Valley Youth Program, a large component of it is parental involvement. Um, making sure that um, we feel that they're an important part of kids' education, an important part of the educational system. And the students we work with, who are primarily at-risk students, do want to do better in school. And their parents want them to do better in school. And that's something that we recognize through the program. That, that it is something they want. And so what we do when we try to bring parental involvement to our program, we're a national program, we're all over the United States, and within the program, we want to be sure that parents are involved as we get involved with this cross-age tutoring program where older students tutor younger students. They're developing their own academic skills and those of other children. And we want the parents to be involved but the way we involve them is not only just to invite them to a meeting, but just as their children are getting involved, what we want those parents to know is that this is what school is about. So sometimes they're parents and they're not exactly clear as to what all the, the uh, classes they're supposed to be taking, the graduation uh, requirements, things like that. When we bring parents into a system, we make sure that those meetings are about those topics, that they're involved meetings, they're breakout groups where those parents get to talk about it and learn about it. And another topic we often bring to all of these parents, because we say we're talking in, in Coca-Cola Valley Youth Program about at-risk children, but the truth is that those kids were are potential college students. So one of the other topics that's often brought up within our meetings three times a year per program is the discussion of what is school about, what is graduating about, and what is college access about. And so a lot of our parents get this opportunity. And I just briefly want to finish by saying that a lot of our parents are bilingual. And one of the things to be inclusive and be assured, are all our parents bilingual? No, but many of them are. In our meetings, we always ask the schools, the campuses we're working with, um, and ourselves, to present bilingualing so that we're talking about those subjects in a way that everybody in the room understands it. And so it's been a great opportunity to involve parents in that way, and we look forward to continuing. Aurelio, what do you think about that? Well, you know, IDRA has had, uh, had for 11 years, we had a Parent Information Resource Center. And through that, first of all, I remember the early days of the Coca-Cola Valley Youth Program that we were insisting that the parents be treated as being intelligent and critical thinkers and the number one defender of his child or her child's education. And as we weave through that, as we see that, in our Quality Schools Action Framework, we see engaged citizens as levers of change to improve schools. We see a change strategy as community capacity building, which means helping the community have the capacity to both understand and use the information to improve schools. We also see the school system indicators saying parent involvement and community engagement is key. And so in the PERC work throughout, the challenge has been to change the outreach done by the school, the outreach done by community organizations, by parent associations saying, don't see them as inexpensive labor, don't see them as just volunteers, although I admire the thousands, millions of hours of parents that have given. But you know, if you sell cupcakes, 
you raise so much. If these, if this team of parents instead can help raise the state, local, and federal resources for that school, it'll be more than all the cupcakes they could ever sell. In other words, if resources are a problem, the leadership of these parents can bring the resources to the school in ways that support their leadership, that engages them critically, because even the least educated, you know, when you ask them about their child, they're very, very sharp. They're, they're geniuses in terms of understanding that child. The challenge is to move away from parent involvement as it's been understood and and also in many cases with, with poor minority parents talked down to or treated as children, as, a, as big children, and, and move away from that and say, not only can you make a difference, in fact, if the parents do move, that's going to be the biggest difference to improve that school, whether it's the curriculum, the dropout rate. We have examples, for example, where we're trying to influence a venerable organization like PTA and saying, what is the model of your meetings and your organizations that would attract these parents? Because PTA is not a viable factor for a lot of the families we're concerned about, poor, minority, working class. And yet it can be if it's moved around, as Bradley was saying, if it's the priority is given, but also not just the priority, the point of view, the, the way we look at them is they're intelligent and they're doers. Josie? Aurelio, one of the things that I, I've been hearing over and over again is reference to really valuing what people bring to the table and recognizing the assets that they have. And one of the really great times that we've had in the past four years of working with people who start from that premise as well has been through a project that Margaret Casey Foundation has funded as part of their Equal Voices for America's Families campaign. Uh, they fund uh, nine organizations in the lower Rio Grande Valley of Texas. These nine organizations uh, represent about 30,000 constituents in that area. And for the past four years, IDRA has been working with them, and I say working with them because we do bring to the table a recognition of all of their assets of what they value, which is really to amplify families' voices and community members' voices in a way that they become communities of action. It's a little different from communities of practice. Mm -hmm. It is really taking it to the next level where communities themselves and families see that they can change the status quo and consistently do so. These organizations, some of them have been around for a very long time and have made extraordinary, significant changes, whether it's in housing or infrastructure or jobs or health care, and now with IDRA's involvement, education. And as we ourselves bring to the, the discussion and the action our knowledgeable action data, where we do provide the information and the resources specific to that area uh, of communities where they have the information they need to be able to go talk to the principal or the superintendent or to vet school board member candidates or as they get out the vote uh, this coming year to make sure that they know what questions they need to be asking political candidates or their school board candidates to be able to know what is needed to make sure that their children 
whether they be from the Colonias or any other part of the Lower Rio Grande Valley, have that excellent and equitable education that you were talking about, Bradley, at the, at the outset of this. These are extraordinary opportunities for all of us to network in ways that, that we haven't been able to necessarily before. But as we bring together those sites in, for instance, in the Valley that have the Coca-Cola Valley Youth Program, together with these nine community-based organizations, together with all the PTA Comunitarios, Aurelio, that mm-hmm. you've, uh, you've started with, there's just an extraordinary, I don't want to call it a perfect storm, because mm-hmm. that's, that, there's an, the stars and the, and the sun are aligning. Alignment, yes. Right now, that's a much more better alignment. Yeah, yeah, no one's going to drown in this, <laughs> but there's so much uh, promise that is now available. So, Josie, um, and I know our time is running out, but the point you're making about voice, I think, is hugely important. Uh, administrators, teachers need to know how to hear and listen to and look for or create opportunities where parents and community people have voice no matter what the issue, uh, and, and that where they don't see it, where they don't hear it, where they can't perceive it, somebody in the room needs to say, where's the community on this? Uh, what about the parents? What do they have to say about this? Mm-hmm. And how we help school folks to see that as a part of their regularity, insisting that community be engaged and creating opportunities for their engagement, insisting that parents have an opportunity to express their voice about their children's best interests in terms of quality schooling. That's what we have to help them to look for, and that's what we should be looking for in terms of uh, the work that we do with them. You know, one of the things that we're moving toward, and we've had quite a few experiences, is that intergenerational conversation and professional like parents together. A lot of times schools want to segregate everything. And when we have dialogues, I remember when we had the Excels dialogues, we had parents, teachers, students around the table talking about critical things. And you just pose the questions, assuming that everybody can answer them, and that happening. In other words, our assumption of the intelligence of whether it's the teacher, the student, the parent is the same. And when you have that faith, it never failed us. Whenever we take the project on, regardless of how much little education they might have, what language they speak, when you pose questions to families, black and brown together, you know, in Dallas, what's your vision for the education of your children? Everybody has something to say. It's something substantive. Mm -hmm. And rather than you're talking down to them, they're teaching you, you know, and feeling, hey, my opinion counts. That, That voice... And students need that a lot, too. A lot Absolutely. of times we put them on panels and they, to, to sermonize them instead of really listening to them. And I think the really listening is key. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed. We're already uh, at the end of our time. Um, and so thank you so much for coming together today. And uh, thank you, listeners. And we will have some links on our show notes to some of the projects and uh, activities that you guys have talked about, as well as to the Quality of Schools Action Framework, where you will see community engagement, such a, a critical component, along with, uh, for example, the indicators of student engagement, teaching quality, and curriculum quality and access. So thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.